Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the word with Paul Mensa Wood. A faithful ambassador is health. A faithful ambassador is healing. And a son who sleeps, a child who sleeps during a time of harvest causes shame. So I pray in the name of Jesus, may you bring joy to heaven. I said, may you bring joy to heaven. I said, may you bring joy to heaven. Proverbs 10 verse 5. May you bring joy to heaven. We are going to do the preaching together, so stay awake. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of our Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are all ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning, I've come to announce to you as well, in Jeremiah chapter 32, Jeremiah 32, verse 27, He says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God is the God of all flesh. And there is nothing too hard for him. No matter what you are faced or confronted with, I can assure you by the word of the living God that nothing is too hard for God. I said 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 nothing is too hard for God. Your health, your family, your finances, every aspect of your life, the devil may tell you it is impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. I said with God, nothing is impossible. Um, This book is out, Biblical Healing. Discover Christ, the healer plus hundreds healing scriptures and prevail over nine roadblocks to healing. You can get it on Amazon. And the goal is, you see, these things come. Ebola comes, COVID comes, more are coming. So you better get ready. Prepare your faith and be ahead of the game. And if you are sick, read it as well and receive your healing. There's so much I can cover in a series, but when you get the book, it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark 2. Mark 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark 2. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We are talking about how to walk in biblical hell. This is the second part. He says, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive him, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. He preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you or to say, Arise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, the first lesson we talked about, where does sickness come from? Please, go back and review these things. What is the source of sickness? Then the next lesson, we talked about hear and be healed. 
Let's go a step further here in, in, in this particular lesson. He says that Jesus entered a certain place and he was preaching the word of God to them. The same account is in Luke chapter 5. And we touched on this briefly as well when we, when we on the first lesson. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 and downwards, he says, 18, he says that, 17 now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of galilee judea and jerusalem and the power of the lord was present to heal them if the power is present to heal them how come them are not healed it's not good english but but you get the sense <laughs> a company of people came and when they came in the account in Mark 2, he says that there was a crowd around the door. They, they run into a blockade. And so many times in our walk, when we set out to seek God, when we set out to go after God, we sometimes run into hindrances. When they got there, the easiest thing to have done will be to say today is not the day we are going home. We must get to the place where when we set out to follow God and to seek Jesus, we let nothing hinder us. One time, Zacchaeus came to see Jesus. And when he came in Luke chapter 19, verse 3, the Bible says, when he, as he heard that Jesus was passing by, the Bible says, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. I like to put it this way, he was vertically challenged. <laughs> He heard that Jesus was passing by. And the Bible said he sought to see Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. In this season, may you seek to see the Lord Jesus. And anything that will hinder you or prevent you from seeing Jesus. From seeing him manifest in your life. May you overcome it. Somebody will have said, not my day to see Jesus. I will let him pass by, but not Zacchaeus. He climbed up on the tree and saw Jesus. And when Jesus saw him, one more time, he said to Zacchaeus, today I am coming to your house. He got the attention of Jesus Christ. And you can also get the attention of Jesus through your faith. Jesus was not scheduled to be in the house of Zacchaeus. But that day, when Zacchaeus positioned himself to see Jesus, Jesus also saw him and said, I have an appointment with you today. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, make every effort, endeavor to seek the Lord Jesus. When they got there, there was a crowd about the door. When they got there, there was no way to see Jesus that day. I can imagine one of them went around and said, "Not we must see Jesus. In the Middle East, they build their roof. In other parts of the world, they build their, roof, their, their houses to where you can actually rest on the roof. And so he said, ah, there, I see an opening here. You see, faith will always find a way. Faith in God will always find a way. Sometimes when you set out to serve God, your friends can hinder you. Sometimes your, I mean, certain things can come in the path that hinders you from seeing Jesus. But get to the place where you say, in this season in my life, I will not let anything hinder me in my walk with God. I will not let anything stand in the way. I am determined to walk in the fullness of all that God has planned and purpose. And I will not let anything or anyone hinder me. If you have to make changes in your schedule, do it. Waking up early in the morning, staying up late at night, whatever you have to do in this season to see the Lord, may nothing hinder you. I said, may nothing hinder you. I said, may nothing hinder you. I said, may nothing hinder you. Very, 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 very important. 
he, he tried to get to where Jesus was. Oh, and they found an unconventional way. They said that we are, they uncovered the roof. You see, how determined are you to see the hand of God at work in your life? How hungry are you? How thirsty are you? If you are hungry enough and if you are thirsty enough, you will be willing to go after it. They could have just turned back home and, 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 and gone back home. You see, when, when it comes to walking with God, there has to be determination. There has to be some determination that you are not going to give up. And this incident happened in Togo. This, this man, uh, a missionary, went to, went to Togo and he built a Bible school and students were enrolling. And one day, a certain man came. He was 40 years of age. And when he came, because he couldn't speak very fluently, he said, I want to enroll in this school so that I can be a missionary. The one who had founded a Bible school told him that, look, we are not going to admit you. The next day he came. 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 He kept bothering the man, and the man finally gave in <laughs> and admitted him into the school. When he, I see, sometimes even academically, you have to be determined. For me to get an engineering degree, burning the midnight oil and doing God's work at the same time, you have to be determined and go after it, no matter what you are doing. If you are, if you are going to throw in the towel and give up, you, you, you are not ready to work with God. I pray may God give you that tenacity to inner, inner tenacity to keep going with God. Maybe you are watching or listening and you are discouraged. Maybe you are feeling hopeless. I can assure you by the word of the living God, if you stay with God, God will come through for you. I said if you will stay with God, God will come through for you. I said if you will stay with God, God will come through for you. So they admitted him and he was struggling in school. And wasn't doing so well. Some of the other younger people were, were, were way ahead of him. But eventually, he managed to graduate. And one of the things that he had to do before graduation was to identify a village where there was no church. And pray for that area and also be willing to go there to plant the church. So on the day of graduation... They gave, every, they gave everyone a bicycle as transportation to go into those villages. And he chose his village and went there. He went there and he prayed and he preached for eight years. And he got so discouraged. We are talking about not giving up. We are talking about healing. But this, is, this, this, this will help someone who is at the point of giving up. Only three people had given their lives to the Lord. So finally, he said, me, this might not be God's will. I am packing up and I'm leaving. And on the way out of the village, you see, in the village, the king was a sorcerer. And he kept using his sorcery and enchanted the whole village. There were 1,600 people in this village. So when he was leaving, along the path, God met him and he heard the voice of God. And he said, and God told him, why are you leaving? He said, Lord, I've been here and I've not seen anything. I, 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 I don't think it's your will. Then God said to him, did I tell you to leave? He said, no, you didn't tell me to leave. He sent him back there. As soon as he got back there, the son of the king, who was a sorcerer, was in serious trouble, possessed by a demon, and he was foaming at the mouth. The king said, look, you have been preaching that Jesus is the healer. You have been preaching that Jesus forgives sins. You have been preaching that Jesus heals. If you don't heal, if you don't call on this Jesus to heal my child, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's serious business. <laughs> he got busy. He said, bring the child. They are now here. He knew that God was with him. And God is with you too. He began to pray one hour, two hours, calling on God. The third hour, calling on God. The fourth hour, calling on God. After that hour, the son who was almost at the point of death, life surged into him. He came back to life and he rose up on his feet.
to the glory of God. Oh, my Lord and my God. Oh, because this person did not give up. And in the whole village, consisting of 1,600 people, that this whole time, three people had come to the Lord. In the space of a month, 1,400 people came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. At the point where he was giving up. Maybe you are at that point where you are at the point of giving up on your family. You are at the point of giving up on your marriage. You are at the point of giving up on your health. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that the man and his friends found a way. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you not, may you not give up, but find a way and stay with God. They said today we must see Jesus. If we have to break the roof, we are breaking in the roof but we are not living without our miracle we are not living without receiving from him they broke the roof and let down the man in the presence of jesus faith will always find a way my lord and my god imagine the bible says what was jesus doing he was teaching and he was preaching imagine you are preaching and all of a sudden you see clay coming from up there and you ask yourself what is going on somebody is determined to get to jesus thank god you said we are you have someone i said you are destroying this person's house oh house or no house i must see jesus today house or no house i must receive my my miracle today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus he broke into the presence of Jesus every time you start on your walk with God and you are endeavor to receive from God there will be resistance so Jesus is preaching and wipes himself and says, what's going on here somebody is determined we can fix that house later when, you're, when you start working, you can get a job or do whatever and this thing will be fixed. But today, today, today is my miracle. <laughs> that house can be repaired. <laughs> they uncover the roof. Now let's go back to the story. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When they got into the presence of Jesus, what did Jesus say? The first words, Mark chapter 2 Verse 5, he says, when Jesus saw their faith, faith can be seen. He said to the paralytic, son, your, son, your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you. We talk about this, the same power. Because the people were, were like, what? Who is this one that, that, that forgives sins? They reason themselves. And Jesus picked it up. They were reasoning in their hearts. Maybe you are watching or listening, and you've gotten to the point where you say, you don't preach out, you don't know me. One time someone said that to me. He said, you don't know my past. No matter what your past is, your sins can be forgiven. God can give you a new beginning. No matter who you are, God can give you a new beginning. No matter your past, God can give you a new beginning. Maybe you are addicted to something. Maybe you are bound by sin. I have come to assure you by the word of the living God that Jesus forgives sins. And no matter what you have done, he is willing to forgive you your sins. They say who can forgive sins by God alone? Then Jesus made an important statement, verse 9, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And I'm posing the same question to, he's posing the same question to us as well. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you or rise up and walk? From God's standpoint, it's not, not all of it is easy. There's no difference. You see, we categorize it, cancer, arthritis, these things, all these, th the things that you can name, name, we put them in a separate bucket, but from Jesus' standpoint, is the same. The power that heals is the same power that forgives. <laughs> the same power that heals is the same power that forgives. 
But notice, notice, up to this point, the mom is in the presence of Jesus. Remember in Luke, he said that power was present to heal them. The, the lawyers, the Pharisees, everybody listening. Nobody got healed on this account. Then, the paralytic also is in the presence of Jesus, but he's still as paralytic as before he got there. You see, you can be in the presence. You see, he endeavored to go where the power was. That's a, that, that's a good step. He endeavored to go where the power is. That's a good step. But at this point, Jesus has seen their faith, but the man is still paralytic. He says he saw their faith, not only the faith of his friends, but the faith of the man who was paralytic. It's so important. Faith can be seen. If you are paralytic and you, are the, you cannot walk, if someone is going to let you down through a roof, uh, that's a dangerous thing. Because if they drop you, you're going to be in a worse shape. <laughs> you, will, you will have more pain. So he also had faith. But notice that he's in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus knows that. His faith must be put into action. His faith, action must correspond with his faith. So he says to him, and this is where sometimes the difficulty is. I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. How is a paralytic person going to get up? Think about it. The natural person will say, I am, I, I am paralytic. I cannot walk. How do I take up my bed and walk and go home? You, you, see, you see, we must get to the place Jesus knows that his faith must be accompanied with corresponding actions. Very, very important. If we say we believe God, our actions must correspond. If we say we believe God, there is power in the gospel to save everybody in the world, our actions must correspond. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, if we, if we genuinely believe that, we will live our lives differently. If we know and we are convinced that this gospel can transform a life, somebody around us, we will share it with them. It, it's, it's very simple. If you have your favorite basketball team or favorite football team and you really enjoy it, you talk about it all the time. Look what Jesus has done in my life. I know he will do the same in your life. I am excited about him. I cannot keep him to myself. Somebody else has to hear about this. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May God use you to share this good news with others. I said, may God use you to share this good news with others. Amen. That's the only reason why we are here. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. We serve a good God. Your faith must be accompanied with corresponding actions. James talked about this. In the book of James, if we say we believe God, our faith must be accompanied with corresponding actions. He says that Abraham was the father of faith. He believed God. Notice in James chapter 2, verse 23. Verse Actually, let's start from 21. Or 20. He says, but do you, not, do you want to know, O foolish man, what that faith without works is dead? 
Was not Abraham our father justified by, by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Weymouth's translation puts put, put the last verse. It translated this way. He says, for just as a man, with, as a human body without a spirit is lifeless, so also faith is lifeless if it is unaccompanied by obedience. If it is unaccompanied by obedience, he says that the faith is dead. So faith must be accompanied. Note this down. Don't let it ever leave you. Faith must be accompanied with corresponding actions. In James chapter 2 verse 14, Waymond put it this way. He said, what good is it, my brethren, if a man professes to have faith and yet his actions do not correspond, can said faith save him? No, it can't. So faith must be accompanied with corresponding actions. And Jesus knew that. So he said to the man, take up your bed. If you believe that I am the son of God, if you believe that I have power to heal, if you believe that you, I can make you whole, get up and go home. That's a faith act. Because you, you were brought in paralyzed. And thank God, when he did, the Bible says, Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And your faith in God will make you well also. And I decree and declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Receive wholeness in your body. Receive wholeness in your spirit. Jesus said, The door was closed to this man, but my Lord and my God, you and I serve a God. Jesus Christ says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 7, I am the one that set before you an open door. And he says, I am the one who is holy, who is true, who has the keys of David. He who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I see God opening a door before you. Every obstacle before you is going away and no one can shut that door in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I am the door one with the key. I have set an open door before you that no one can shut. And when he shuts a door, no one can open. This morning, the devil has told someone that there is no way out. But I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that God has set an open door before you and it cannot be shut. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So, in our lives, we run into hindrances. What are some of the things that hinders us from receiving from God? The first thing is doubt. Doubt is a thief. And when you doubt, you see, God is powerful. God is, he can, he can, do, he can do and undertake for us, but he requires faith. But doubt is a thief. Now, in the book, notice this, in the book, thank you, Lord Jesus, of Matthew chapter 14, 
the apostle Peter encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. They were in a storm, in the middle of a storm. Everything was against them and it looked like they were not going to make it. And in the night, Jesus came to them walking on the water. And he said to Peter, come, one word, one word. And Peter got out to go to the Lord Jesus. But notice what happened in Matthew chapter 14, verse 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 14, not 20, Matthew chapter 14, verse 30, he says, And when he saw that the wind was boisterous, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Sometimes that's what you have to say. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Don't ever take your eyes off his word. The moment you start doubting is the moment that you took your eyes off Jesus and looked somewhere else. He began to think. Jesus meant that he will walk up to him and then go back with him to the boat. But then, he doubted. Doubt is a thief. It robbed Peter of God's best. It will hinder you from receiving God's best for your life as well. In James chapter 1, the book of James, he says, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given him, given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He starts talking about wisdom, then he winds up talking about everything. He says, if you need wisdom and you come to God, let's say you need wisdom concerning your finances, your health, any area, and you come to ask God for wisdom, ask in faith, believing that there is wisdom available for you. Let's say you need to make a decision, and you say, Lord, I need your wisdom concerning this decision I need to make. I receive your wisdom. I believe there is wisdom available to me. You will show me which decision and way to take. He says you must ask in faith, not doubt. But he's, then he goes on to say, if you are going to pray any kind of prayer and talk to the Lord, if you doubt, don't suppose that you receive anything from the Lord. The goal is you want to receive, whether it's healing, your health, wisdom, or anything you want to receive. He says, let him ask in faith, not doubt. A double-minded man is unstable. He's unstable in not just one way, all his ways. May God not describe you like that. That's a terrible way to be described. <laughs> not just one way. It's all his ways. What God looks for is for us to be consistent in our walk with him. And let not let anything take us out of the way. A miracle was started in the life of Peter. But he looked at the wrong thing. Is it focusing on the wrong thing will rob you of God's best? Don't ever take your eyes off Jesus. Let him be your all. Surrender your life and totally yield it to him. And as you do that, I see him making you whole from the crown of your head to the sword of your feet. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in every aspect, of your life.
What else can hinder us? Fear. Fear can hinder us. When he saw the wind boisterous, he became afraid. Fear. Fear. Fear can hinder you from receiving God's best. You see, you cannot have faith and fear at the same time. When Jesus said, come, he had the faith to go. When he looked at the wind, he became fearful and started sinking. It's so many times. People don't, we don't step out to do what God has planned for us because of fear. Sometimes God may lay your heart, start, do, do, start a business, do this, do this, do this. And you can look at all the negative reasons why it can't be done. It may lead you to minister to someone and you can look at all the reasons why it can't be done. Fear will rob us from God's best. May fear not rob you in the name of Jesus. I said, may fear not rob you in the name of Jesus. I said, may fear not rob you in the name of Jesus. How do I receive healing and also maintain it? We must watch the words of our mouth. The words of our mouth. The words of our mouth. Proverbs 12, verse 18. Notice this. Thank you, Lord. Watch the word of our mouth. He says, there is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The King James says, the tongue of the wise is health. And he says in Proverbs 18, verse 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. There is no way you can talk weakness and walk in strength. There is no way you can talk sickness all the time and walk in health. The tongue of the wise promotes health. The tongue of the wise is health. Very, very important. Do jokes with sickness. No, no, no. My feet are killing me. Do you really want your feet to kill you? <laughs> Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. A man's Life will be satisfied with the words of his mouth. Psalm 17 verse 4 says, Concerning the works of men, by the words of your lips, I have kept away from the path of the destroyer. By the word of your lips, I have kept away from the path of the destroyer. By the words, by the words of your lips, I have stayed away from the path of the destroyer. Very, very, very important. James chapter 3. The words of our mouth set the course of our lives. James chapter 3 verse 4. It says, look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire candles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. Just this week, they said there was a wildfire somewhere in Colorado and it was just caused by a spark of lightning. He's saying that the words of our mouth, a ship is controlled by something very small. It controls the whole ship. The cause of our lives 
is said by the words of our mouth. Whether you believe it or not, it's a spiritual law that can be changed. You live in it. Whether you believe in gravity or not, doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you try stepping up on the roof of this building and jumping down and saying, I don't believe in gravity, you will get a revelation that gravity exists. <laughs> so whether you believe it or not doesn't change anything. It's working for you all the time. With the words of your mouth. It says, it's, it's set it's a very little member, but don't, 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 don't play around with it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue of the wise is health. Oh, my Lord and my God. We could stay there for a long time. So that's the third point. Watch the words. The words. It can hinder you from walking in health. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see you walking in health. Amen. I said, I see you walking in health. Amen. I said, I see you walking in health. And not only that, the dreams, the goals, the vision, at this point in the year, maybe you are at the point of giving up and throwing in the towel, begin to decree and declare and say about yourself everything that God says. And you will come out on the other side. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord. There's a lot in here. Sometimes pride. Our pride can hinder us. One time, God told Naaman, um, the prophet told Naaman, go and wash in, in Jordan. He said, what, what go wash in Jordan to be healed of my leprosy? He was full of himself. He says, all the instructions that God gives us are very simple instructions. Me go wash there. I'm not going to wash there. This is a dirty river. This is this. This is that. I'm not going. The little girl said, if you had told she had, yeah, the man of God had told you to do something big, you would have done it. Thank God he was wise enough. The wisdom of God is greater than everything else. He swallowed his pride and said, I'm going to wash. Every time he was washing himself seven times, some of the pride was wearing off. And the seven times, his faith came alive and he was made completely well. Hallelujah. May pride not hinder you from receiving from God in the name of the Lord Jesus. The words of our mouth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a lot in here, but we run out of time. I pray in Jesus' name. You see, God wants you to, you see, he wants us to be whole and healthy so we can serve the Lord. And so many times, like this man running into a crowd of people, running into the building, there are hindrances along the way. But if we are determined, we receive from God. Maybe you are watching or listening and the doctor has given you a report. That's it. We, there's nothing we can do for you. We just have to manage this situation. We just have to just, just work with it. You may, they told you you may have to live with it. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God. The same Jesus that made this paralytic man whole. As you put your confidence and your trust in him, you will be made whole. Maybe as a child, your teacher told you that you, you won't make it. You are useless. They, you, I mean, everybody told you you weren't going to make it. I have come to assure you by the word of the living God that as you cooperate with God, I see you making it. I said, I see you making it. Maybe you've got into the point in your life. You see, you cannot talk luck and have an abundance financially. The devil has told you that this financial situation is a big mess. You are not coming out. But if you are willing to cooperate with God and the spirit and the laws that govern it, I see you being made whole in that area as well. Maybe that enemy has told you your marriage will, nev will never be healed. It will, it will never change. Things will never change. I have come to assure you by the word of the living God, if you allow the love of God in there, the love of God can change everything. And I see God turning it around in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe he has told you that your children will never make it. Ah, but don't forget the verse that says, I am the one that has opened the door and no one can shut. 
I decree and declare over your children that they will make it. Maybe they are somewhere you don't even know where they are. But I know the God. He's the God of all flesh. Oh, we are back where we started. Is there anything too hard for me? There is nothing too hard for God. And as you cooperate with him, I see him delivering your children. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Answer it for me this morning. There is nothing too hard for God. I see him turning that dry place into a fruitful place. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But you see, you must be willing to obey. You must be willing to act. On the word of the Lord Jesus. And as you do, your life will be transformed around. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Your case may have been termed impossible. Lift up your case before God. Concerning your family, concerning your health, concerning every aspect of your life, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, lift it up before God. The enemy has told you, you will never get married. You will remain single for your life. No matter what the issue is, we have come to the throne room of grace. These people said nothing will hinder us. Zacchaeus said that I want to see Jesus. Are you willing to see Jesus? Are you willing to see his hand at work in your life? Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Today is your day. Today is your day. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and cry out to God. Anything that stands in your way, in the name of Jesus, let that roadblock be removed. Let that roadblock be removed. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Press in a little bit more. Maybe you are the point that you have to be carried. You feel hopeless. I see God turning it around. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Oh my Lord, I give you the praise. I give you the glory. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you are watching online, on TV, wherever you may be, we want to give you an opportunity to yield your life to the Lord. The best decision that you can make with all that is going on in the world is to totally surrender to the Lord Jesus. To follow him wholly. Not half and half. He says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Lord, I am going all out for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, the Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 7. That submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. You cannot resist the devil if you are not submitted to God. No matter who you are, housewife, businessman, student, Jesus is for everybody. No matter your background, Jesus is for everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. Doesn't matter your past. The same power that heals is the same power that forgives. If you are willing to begin a relationship with the Lord Jesus, let me lead you in a prayer. Repeat after me like Jesus is right there with you and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. Save me and make me new. And help me live the rest of my life for you. Thank you for saving me 
for making me new and bringing me into the family of God. If you knew him and your love for God has gotten cold, you are not serious with God and you're saying, I want to go all out for God. Rededicate my life to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, take my life. Take me back in Jesus' name. Amen. Use the information on your screen and reach out. If you are sick in any part of your body, right across the screen, right here, place your hand. Where that sickness is, where that pain is. And let's pray. Jesus is the healer. Thank you, Lord. And repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are my healer. Tonight, today, I receive you as my healer. Destroy the sickness from my body. In the name of Jesus, pain, leave my body now. Cancer, I rebuke you. Call that sickness by the name the doctor gave it. And say in the name of Jesus, leave my body now. Leave my body now. In Jesus' name, never to return. If you are being tormented in your mind, put your hand on your head and say in the name of Jesus, I have the mind of Christ. I refuse to be tormented in my mind. My mind, I have the mind of Christ. Say devil, take your hands off my mind. I receive a sound mind in Jesus name. Thank you Lord. Lift up your hands and give him the praise and the glory. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719 235 5535.